Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This episode of the Fantasy Underdogs podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. If you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, BetOnline has the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. And now, the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast. I am Chip. I have alongside me Miss Jordan. Miss Jordan, how oh, are we? I'm hanging in there. How are you doing? That's the real question. Good, good. <laughs> Recovering from a very, uh, let's just call it successful weekend. Yeah, uh, I can attest to that. Yeah, I had a chance to do a draft with Evan, and we want to send out a little bit of love to him. We know that he had a baby boy, Cam, uh, with his wife, Paige. So congratulations. He's obviously uh, getting the evening off. So, um, yeah, just trying to put put everything back together again. So a lot of stuff to cover today, obviously. We had horrific injuries. We had some running back movement, some quarterback movement. Uh, a lot of things going on. So uh, we'll go ahead and we'll get right to it. Uh, J.K. Dobbins. Um, and just a it's horrible, horrible thing. Um, so, Jordan, what do you think this does? I mean, obviously, I think that J.K. Dobbins was going to be towards the top uh, of running backs and, and ratings Absolutely. for fantasy. If you're, Huh? I said, absolutely. Yeah. If he, if he was going to be anywhere, it was definitely uh, in the first couple of rounds for PPR, half point PPR running backs. How do you think the Ravens move on now um, getting through this injury and losing them? I think it's brutal. It's a brutal blow to them. Um, I think honestly, though, after what I've seen this preseason, their main focus at this point should be still strengthening their O-line. Because I still think, and I'm not trying to make light of losing J.K. Dobbins because it's going to be brutal for them, but their run game with Lamar at QB, you still have Gus Edwards. They got two backups in McCrary and Williams. I think they can kind of make up together what J.K. would have brought to the table, but I don't think anyone is going to be able to do anything without their O-line. This weekend alone in their first series, their starting O-line gave up two sacks. 
And that's like, yeah. like their starters. And that's against Washington. Washington wasn't One playing the- with their top defensive players. Oh. So it's Washington's backup guys, like Chase Young wasn't playing. Jonathan Allen didn't play. So this was like wow. big question marks. So I think for them moving forward, I think they could obviously go out and pick up um, another running back if they feel the need. But I think if they're going to do anything, then they should focus on this O-line because it's it's really terrible. Man, that is – it's so awful, obviously, a, a young back as talented as J.K. was to have him coming off such a great end of the year last year uh, and, you know, just a lot of hype coming in. Uh, as you see, go guess that birds, dude. Everybody's going to yeah. be on the Gus bus now, which the Ravens got him some more loot. So, I mean, he's going to be happy. Uh, and I think really, and this was one of the things I was um, uh, talking to Evan about, this actually happened. This news came out when we were at a live draft, and there was a kid who had taken J.K. Dobbins. And so Evan and I got the alerts on our phones, and we were like, if we were in a draft, you have to tell – the league. I would want somebody to tell me if, you know, one of those players or picks, you know, got hurt. And so yeah. we stopped and we said, Hey, this news just came out. JK Dobbins uh, got, you know, carried off or carted off. I can't remember which one it was. And we told the, uh, the kid uh, who drafted him. And I can't remember if he drafted him. I think in the second round, he ended up taking, you know, the Gus bus a little bit later in the draft. So it's smart. We felt, yeah, we felt like you have to make it uh, the playing field even because one of us would want somebody to tell us um, if one of our top picks was hurt. So, um, yeah, I said I tweeted out and I was like, I'm just glad I'm not drafting till Sunday because I was <laughs> riding the J.K. Dobbins train so hard. And I know if he was available, I would have went for it. And then I would definitely be hurting. So. That was, that's just one of those freak things that, and, and it's crazy to think that you can be having a draft and this is why I too am drafting on Sunday, but some of these leagues that start so early when you have guys that are getting injured, another second year running back, Cam Akers got injured, JK got injured. And these offenses now are both going to shift gears and, you know, not look a ton different, but definitely you lose talent in Cam Akers and JK Dobbins. Um, you know, both those teams having to shift gears and go to other guys. So um, talk a little bit about QB battles. I know that one QB who's not battling anybody except the uh, law is uh, Mr. Deshaun Watson. It's the only battle he has right now. So we've heard some rumors and some things uh, over the weekend. I don't know if you saw it looked like the I think somebody was trying to pull a nice little clickbait. They said the Miami Dolphins were going to be injured. And when you read it, you know, they weren't really interested in them. But um, did you hear anything about Deshaun Watson and kind of what's your thought on him potentially playing at all this year? Yeah. So I think my thought process is I'd be shocked if I see him play a single snap this year on any team, just because I think it's such a tricky situation until everything is, case closed Dunzo and we figure out exactly what direction that's going. I'd be really shocked to see him play the headlines that I was getting all weekend that I kept reading and it did, it felt very clickbaity, but it was Miami is super interested. They're the only ones (laughs) Eagles are out. Panthers are out. And it literally felt like it was like, wow, in the next 24 hours, a trade is going to be happening. And Sean Watson is going to be going to Miami. Do I actually think 
it's going to happen? No. I think they're obviously interested before any of the court cases, anything came out. Everyone should have been interested in him. That's a huge deal. I think right now it's just a very tricky subject. And the Texans are still looking for three firsts and two seconds for him. So to give that up, especially for the Dolphins who don't fully know exactly the extent of what two is capable of, I think it's too much. So I think the headlines are like misinterpreting Miami being interested with them actually going to be able to go forward and make a move or if they want to go forward and make a move. I personally think they shouldn't. I think you stay away from this for the year and then see what happens, but we'll see. I mean, I just, I don't know about you. I'm just kind of tired. I just kind of, I'm so just like, okay, go, go sit down. He shouldn't play. I mean, you know, it's coming out now, the terms of their investigation. Usually the NFL waits obviously to get all the details in from a legal side um, you know, they still have other hearings and other agencies and everybody, the FBI is involved. So, I mean, I honestly think this is going to take a while. So you're not going to see, I don't think you're going to see Deshaun Watson on any team. I think the Texans are willing to eat, um, $10 million of just him being on inactive and just kind of sitting, which to me, yeah. I mean, I guess if you're in their position, though, they really are. And they're not expecting to really do anything. And I don't think any NFL team will ever come out and say, look, we're <laughs> we're awful. We're, we're not tanking. <laughs> no, no NFL team is going to come out and say that. But the Texans as an organization are really just going to run, you know, run the ship this year, kind of just go through the motions um, I think, and just see what they can do uh, next year. So, yeah, I don't think Deshaun Watson hits the field. And if he does, and if you're an organization that's going to trade for him, like you said, everything you just mentioned, you have to give up to get. You don't even know technically if he can if he can play, if he's exactly. even allowed to play. Exactly. And this is what, when the Eagles were in this main conversation, we're one of the people that had enough to go out and get him. But at the end of the day, it's the very similar situation, even with the Panthers. I know Sam Darnold's not coming off of his rookie season, but these are all guys that could end up being great for your organization. Jalen Hurts, Tua, Sam Darnold. You just don't know. So with all the question marks of what's going to happen even after all investigations are concluded along with you don't know the talent that these guys could bring to the table. So I just think it's giving up so much for a way too big of a question mark. Like, you know how great Deshaun Watson is, but he he comes with a lot of baggage that I don't think (laughs) is worth touching right now. (laughs) We just call him Samsonite right now. That's what he's coming with. (laughs) Yeah, no, I say all teams stay away. Play yeah. this year out. If he's on the table for next season, if him and the Texans are still done, if all of this goes away or it's not on his back anymore, then then you look at it and then you see what you can do for him. But right now, it's not worth it. It's too dangerous. Yeah, I remember in the not well in towards the beginning of this where it felt like Deshaun Watson before the allegations and everything really started to pick up speed it felt like the move of him saying, look, I'm not playing. It put the Texans kind of in a corner. And now the Texans are like, look, 
we're we're willing to eat, you know, almost eleven yeah. million dollars for you not to have anywhere, and now you're going to sit. Your teammates, the guys you know, are going to be out. They're going to be playing football, and now Deshaun Watson really, he's going to have to sit the entire year, deal with all this legal stuff. He won't have football to be able to enjoy and have an escape. He's just going to be inactive, which I think yeah. for any football player, especially the type of athlete and caliber of talent of Deshaun Watson. That's got to eat at you on the inside when yeah, the team that's your prime. Playing. Yeah, that's just, uh, I would not want to be in that spot. So, um, but there were a couple other camp battles. Um, what did you think uh, about Justin Fields, Andy Dalton on the field? And I know I'm not going to talk about this anymore because the evidence, I think, is overwhelming. It is completely overwhelming, but I will hold, I will hold in check. And I will say, Jordan, what do you think? Where where are the Bears need to go at QB? Okay. So we all know I am a diehard Justin Fields fan <laughs> and supporter. And I have been aggressively on Twitter attacking the Bears organization <laughs> for having Andy Dalton at QB1. It gets me heated talking about it. Uh -oh. However, I did. I looked at their schedule. Um, I think it was last week. I believe oh it was me and Kaylee on onside chicks. Yeah. In the first three weeks, the Bears play the Rams and the Browns. I believe it's week one, they open up against the Rams. Week three, they play the Browns. Those Oof. are two defenses that are very intimidating. And yeah, with the Bears O-line in the condition that it's in, I for the first time said, All right. Maybe I'm okay with Andy Dalton at QB1 <laughs> until week four. I think this makes sense now. Throw him out there to the Wolves. You deal with those defenses. Justin Fields will keep practicing and he'll keep doing his thing. He'll rest up. And then week four, we it would be clear as day. I mean, I think it already is clear as day, but yeah. it'll be set in stone, solidified. Andy Dalton is not QB1 material. You've gone past some of the tougher defenses in the league. Now it's time to throw Justin Fields out there and start then. So I'm saying start in week four once the scary defenses are out of the way. <laughs> so you want to keep Justin Fields around and upright for a hot minute. Yes. Now, I'll sacrifice I Andy Dalton. I, it's like, a, it's <laughs> literally I'm sacrificing him. Oh no. <laughs> I got to tell you though, and I'll just play now, first off, I 100% agree with you that I think that Justin Fields has outplayed Andy Dalton, and I think yes. he deserves uh, to be QB1. But I will tell you, um, if you're a Bears fan, and I think that most of them will agree, they're clamoring to see Justin Fields, but a lot of them, like you just said, are nervous. Now, yeah. as a rookie quarterback, when you go out and you face the Rams, if you were to start, you're going to be – under siege for most of the game and you're going to have to make quick decisions, quick throws and really understand and read defenses. So I can see maybe the first week um, Andy Dalton. Now this is only if he makes it like what if Dalton goes down? Like we've seen now we've seen quarterbacks <laughs> who, <laughs> who go out and Andy Dalton unfortunately had to go, you know, fill in for Dak Prescott last year. And then the Cowboys line took a an injury timeout and everybody got hurt. So I'm kind of, if I'm Andy Dalton right now, I'm kind of going, what have I done? 
yeah. to deserve this. They paid me a ton of money, said I was going to be a starter, drafted a quarterback in the first round, and now they're going to put me out to the Lambs to be slaughtered in the first game against the Rams. And if I make it's so it out. Sad. It's honestly really sad. It's like a really sad story for Andy Dolan. Oh, dude, I just can't. Oh, I just feel so bad. Um, Rich, what do we got? We got worth holding on the bench. Watson or Gurley? Um, I mean, I don't think Watson is worth yeah. rostering. Um, I mean, you can, I kind of let everybody get control of their own fantasy rosters. And if you feel like you want to have him, I mean, you can Gurley's a free agent right now. And from what I know, um, I haven't heard the Ravens aren't interested in him, even though they just lost JK. So, um, either of those guys probably tough to roster right now. I would take a flyer on somebody else. Uh, what do you think, Jordan? Yeah, these aren't guys that I would, it's not worth, um, saving room on your bench for them. Yeah. There are so, there's so much depth and there's so many other guys that I think have more potential, which especially in the receiver category, we'll get into a little bit later, mm-hmm. but I just, I don't see it. I think Gurley is someone you hold out. He's someone that if the news breaks that he's on a team and you're in need of depth, then you go out and try and snag him as quick as possible. But I don't think it's worth, like I said, I don't think Deshaun Watson's playing at all this season. So I really wouldn't waste a bench spot on either of them. Um, But that's, it's a personal choice. It could work out if, especially for Watson, if he comes back out and plays, but I just can't see it happening. Yeah. I don't see it. Thank you though, Rich, for the question. We appreciate it. Um, So yeah, fields. I think that, and what I wanted to do right before we took that question is, circle my train and kind of land the plane here. I think you figure out who Justin Fields is faster if he gets out on the defenses and you see where he is. Now, granted, this is Justin Fields is, is a lot more athletic than Andy Dalton. So even with a offensive line like the Bears, he can buy time with his legs. He can kind of move and shift the pocket and, and kind of give, give the offense a chance to maybe uh, – you know, put some points on the board, hopefully. So I think that if you're an organization like the bears where Matt Nagy has to go out and win now. And I think, I think you might not see fields week one, but I think after that, um, you might see him earlier than that, but the defenses you mentioned, those are both teams who have exquisite pass rush, really, really great pass rushers. So Justin Fields will have to make a uh, a quick decision. Yeah. Is Fields worth drafting? Hey. Hello. Our, our new dad. Congratulations. Um, very much so. Congrats, Evan. What uh, is Fields worth drafting in the later rounds? I took the last one, so I'll let you take this one, Jordan. What do you think? Yeah, I would 100% feel comfortable. I mean, in one of my leagues, I drafted Trey Lance in later rounds, very late rounds. Um, as a backup QB, because I had Josh Allen as my starter. So mm-hmm. I felt comfortable enough that and I believe there are bye weeks week 12. So I felt comfortable with Trey Lance later on. Same kind of situation with fields, kind of like what we're saying. You're saying maybe week two, he starts. I'm saying maybe three or four, but yeah. either way, I'm saying week five, I think it's going to be Justin Fields team guaranteed. So this is yeah. definitely someone I would take, I would draft. And especially because, you know, he's also a mobile quarterback mm-hmm. along with having the arm. It's, it's just a good, I would definitely do it. 
Yeah, he'll definitely be. And and just to add on that, I think that Fields will be somebody that once he gets on the field, he's going to have the opportunity to really, I think he'll pick up the game a lot quicker and it'll start to really get the NFL timing down. And once that happens, they're not going to go back to Andy Dalton. I don't see it happening unless Fields get injured or something horrible happens, which yeah. we don't want him to happen at all. But no. I think he'll get the opportunity and I think he'll take advantage and he'll be a guy that obviously with mobile quarterbacks, they get you extra points in fantasy if they're rushing for touchdowns or uh, doing whatever. So definitely the opportunity there uh, to get you some big points. So um, Jordan, I know you were in Cleveland, but they had yes. some interesting news in the good old hometown. The yes. good old Philly. They were bringing over some jorts and some hair and just some, some chaos. Now, I love everything I, about it. <laughs> Evan and I went live after we saw this and I honestly thought, and I want to get your take on this. Okay. I, I thought that maybe this was a trade to maybe trade, maybe get something else in return. Originally I thought, okay, why would you bring in Minshew when Flacco really hasn't looked that bad? I think he's looked, he's looked okay. He's not a, you know, he's not a spring chicken anymore, but he's looked yeah. pretty good. So I was kind of wondering, what did you did you think that maybe at any point when you heard this that maybe Flacco was going anywhere or you thought there was another move maybe behind this at all? I saw going back to the Deshaun Watson conversation, I yeah. saw one article. Now it was all opinion, but um someone saying that they could use this as a package deal to try and go fight for Watson and get Watson. Okay. I don't necessarily know. I know in the first two games of preseason, what I saw quarter de quarterback depth-wise, I hated. Yeah. Joe Flacco, he's had good moments, yes, yeah. but Mullins has looked terrible. Yeah. Flacco's had moments where he's looked very terrible as well. So, And like you said, not a spring chicken. So I think yeah. this was more just going out and realizing we needed the depth. Like we saw the game where um, – Jalen Hurts went to the hospital with a stomach issue, didn't play. We couldn't get up a single point on offense. So I think it was more just, and we got him for a steal. So you yeah. only gave up a sixth round to get him. He was a starter on a team. It's just like precautionary, just in case yeah. anything happens. We have the depth. He's listed as QB three right now. So Flacco still has that QB two spot, but I just really loved this move because I was feeling very, very uneasy about the backup quarterback situation. And it's just so important. And it's so crucial, especially with the uncertainty of the way our team's going. And I hope Jalen Hurts comes out and is incredible. And I think he will be, I'm not really concerned, but I did want that depth. So I'm glad they went out and did it. Dude, Philadelphia knows about depth. When you have a guy like Nick Foles behind Carson exactly. Wentz, who can like, and that's, and, and like you just said, quarterback is the most important position in the NFL. And if you have a team that you either have a, a youngster, you have a guy who hasn't really proven himself yet, you want to have a stable backfield behind him. And this is why Evan and I were kind of shocked in Jacksonville. You had a guy that knew, you know, a previous system. Now, granted, they have new coaches, coordinators, new, new things in town, but you had a quarterback that had started knows the game timing, knows the speed. Like if Trevor Lawrence got in trouble or, you know, something happens, then Minshew could step in and do that. Now 
you don't have that in Jacksonville. Now you are literally sitting. There's a guy behind him, I think, who is a, a rookie with Lawrence, you know, Trevor Lawrence, who is a rookie himself. So, yeah, you know, this is a bold move by Jacksonville. And that's really putting all your chips in the middle on one one arm. Yeah. And I also I'm I'm grateful we only got him for a six and not that saying yeah. Minshew's not a great quarterback. I will talk about this for a second, though. This man is an icon. OK, Gardner <laughs> Minshew is the moment. So no Gardner Minshew slander allowed. I love him. <laughs> Do I think he's starting quarterback caliber? No, I think he's a great backup. I love everything yeah. about him. The fact that they were willing to give him up for only a sixth, though, and it is, it's a conditional fifth. I believe what it would take to get there is he has to play 50% of snaps in a span mm -hmm. of three games throughout the whole season. I'm pretty sure that was yeah. the agreement. So well, it could be a fifth if he plays. Um, but I'm surprised they gave him up for that little. I just don't understand. You really are gambling uh, with a rookie quarterback and not, you know, not really have anybody behind him. No. <laughs> that could really, if something goes wrong or something happens. So, um, and I that's know. another, I know we keep talking about shoddy O lines. That's another one that's yeah. not good. So, We'll see what happens in Jacksonville. Well, They're like, no, we to... have Trevor Lawrence. Everything's fine. He's our whole team, and that's all we need. Yeah, I actually looked at their depth chart now because, well, C.J. Beathard is there. Okay, so I don't know. I don't know if that depth chart's how accurate that is, but I just wanted to take a peek. So they do have somebody who has played before. Behind that uh, is Jake Lutton or Luton. So yeah, it's, uh, Luton. it's yeah Luton in the house. So it could be a. Uh, a long, long year if something happens with QB1, which let's hope not. So um, talked a little bit, obviously, about the QB battles and, and some of them. Um, what do you think as far as some of the twos? Like, how early do you think? I think Lance was the one guy we haven't talked about. When do you think he jumps? Or when do you think he moves into maybe a starter role? Uh-oh. Well, what we'll do is we will take the Lance question. I think personally, you could see Trey Lance probably in the first half of the season with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I think that either A, um, Garoppolo and Lance together uh, could really be a force to reckon with as far as defensive planning you saw in their preseason games, they were using some options, uh, you know, QB options out, Raheem Mostert and some other plays that can be set up. Uh, so, yeah, I think there could be an opportunity maybe where you run two quarterbacks. Uh, and so that might struggle defensive coordinators or keep some things um, off the table as far as being able to plan. But uh, I think we all know that Trey Lance will end up taking over this job. Uh, and it's just going to depend on, you know, the timing of it all and, and how how things run. I think Jimmy Garoppolo can be a good quarterback, but uh, with Lance's just explosiveness, his arm, uh, his ability to make plays very much like a Justin Fields, um, and plus he's a third pick uh, in the draft. So, um, or excuse me, second. So you can't you can't keep him off the field for that long. 
Um, all right. So moving on through what we wanted to talk about now is we wanted to talk about drafts coming up this weekend. Um, you know that the two drafts that we have uh, these weekends. Hey, hey, hey. We are back. Yeah, you are. Had a I, minor scare. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I talked a little bit about um, Trey Lance, and I wanted to get your opinion. I know that obviously um, Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, we've talked about some other quarterback spots. What do you think about Trey Lance, and, and do you see him coming in also uh, this year? Yeah. Uh, hold on. One minute to decompose. Um, <laughs> I, can definitely, <laughs> I can definitely see Trey Lance coming in, especially to not even knocking Jimmy G as a starter. He has yeah. a severe injury history. So I think yeah. the second, even if it's a minor thing and they have to pull Jimmy G out and you have to send Trey Lance in, I do think it might be one of those situations, kind of like uh, Justin Herbert in L.A. When Tyrod yeah. got hurt, he could have played a couple weeks later, but they kept Justin in. I feel like it might end up being one of those cases. But what we have seen from Trey Lance is just phenomenal. And I think everyone was nervous because he was lacking experience and time. But the more he plays, the more he shows that he has superstar starter potential. So I yeah. like everything I see from him. And I do definitely think Jimmy G should be their starter week one. I think he still needs time to learn from a veteran a little bit, but yeah. I can definitely see him coming in eventually and taking over this team. Yeah. We did finally hear about one other quarterback battle. The saints, I think chose Jameis Winston. I know that Kaylee, we were actually on the air uh, when we saw that one uh, play and Jameis, you know, he kind of submitted, uh, I think his ability to be QB one. We also want to send out prayers to everybody in New Orleans. Hurricane Ida, uh, unfortunately, came ashore came ashore in that area uh, and has leveled New Orleans. So um, prayers down there to everybody going through everything. And I hope that uh, you know safety and everything can happen and you guys get help down there. So uh, prayers to that situation as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, Scary. Yeah. New Orleans, they just can't, they can't get out of the way of any of this. I know. So, um, all right. Well, hey, I know one thing that you're doing right now. You're drafting. And now just for our fans, just to hear the league, the first time Jordan told our team, you know, the Fantasy Underdogs podcast team about this, we all kind of looked at each other. We were like, how many people, how many rounds again? What is it? Yes. Yeah, so this is a 32-person fantasy football league. <laughs> so it is with Walter picks. I'm their uh, Eagles TikTok creator. So mm -hmm. what they have is they have a content creator for every single NFL team. Okay. And what they decided to do is just throw all 32 of us into a fantasy league. It is PPR and it is okay. your traditional snake draft. Wow. I think we we're debating if we were going to do that or auction, but we did the snake. I'm literally in the middle of it right now. My first pick, I had 23rd overall. Uh, so my team started with <laughs> Najee Harris, which really not terrible. So what the roster construction, you get one super flex, which I'm okay. using as a quarterback. Um, you get one running back, one wide receiver set. Then you get three regular flex, which can be receiver, running back, or tight end. Okay. You get six bench and one injured reserve. We're not doing kickers or defense. 
Okay, good. Oh, I yeah. like that. So you get a so lot of players. Yeah, it's 12 rounds. It'll be 384 total players. I think they wow. said in the mock drafts that they like tried to do, the computer uh-huh. would automatically start taking linebackers. And we were like, <laughs> we don't even know like how to do just because you've run out of people. So we'll see what happens. Right now I'm in, we are currently in the seventh round. So seventh round. Yeah. So we're getting there. We're a little bit half. We're just about halfway through. Hey, well, there you go. Well, it sounds like you did really well so far, which is always a good thing. Yeah. I started off with Najee Harris, Dallas Goddard as a tight end, Ben Roethlisberger, who I'm a little, we'll see, but, um, and then I got Juju as my wide receiver. So it could be worse. Things could be worse. I mean, you got a nice little uh, potential stack there with Ben Roethlisberger and Juju. Yes. So maybe some yes. good Patrick good Mahomes and Travis Kelsey went uh, first and second overall, and then it went to McCaffrey, Darren Waller, and then Josh Allen. Wow. That was how things kicked off. <laughs> like we talked about earlier before the show, everything you mock just gets thrown oh, yeah. right out the window. And oh, yeah. I was telling you in one of my other leagues, I had Derrick Henry fold me at seven. So every, wow. every prep, everything I did completely out the window. See, that's just, I don't know about that. And 12 teams, how can Derek, how can he make it down to that? I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. You got me on that one. No, so. it was, it was crazy. I was sitting there and I was like, is this actually, I was drafting. I turned on a personal hotspot um, on my phone. So I had my computer, my notebook, my highlighters all in the car. As I was driving back from Cleveland and I'm sitting there and I'm like, am I really about to get Derrick Henry at seven? Like, I was like, is this happening? I was like, wow, it happened. So then everything had to change for me for the better, which was good. But Well, that's good. Well, obviously running back seemed to be the talk of the town in the first half of drafts most of the time. So I know that we wanted to talk a little bit about sleepers or maybe some wide receivers that we see at the back of the draft that have either, you know, kind of a a depth chart shuffle or maybe guys that are coming up. So who do you have as one of your wide receiver sleepers? So one of my favorite sleepers this season, and I got him on my one team, so I'm super excited about it, Rondale Moore, Arizona. Now, he's currently listed as their wide receiver number four, but they were the team in the NFL that runs the most uh, four wide receiver sets in the whole league. So I loved him and also AJ green just isn't totally reliable injury wise. So if he goes down and then he has to jump up and take over a wide receiver three spot, it's, it's kind of a safe bet. So it's not someone I would have as my wide receiver one, maybe he'd be more of a flex guy, but on a certain week basis, I think he could work out really well. Yeah. Those are two guys. I know that, uh, I think him, obviously, maybe overtaking A.J. Green, you'll probably see that. And he could do special teams uh, as well, I think. So I think that's a good one. I know that um, uh, Marquez Callaway, obviously, was the lone receiver standing for the Saints. Uh, One of the guys who I really liked, uh, Michael Thomas isn't coming back, obviously, till after, I think, week six. Um, So hadn't had a lot of people stepping up over there, so – um, I think he's a guy you can definitely grab in your later rounds. Um, some of the other wide receivers I know uh, I thought were going to be sleepers or guys that I was targeting, like Rashad Perryman just got cut today. He is no longer with <laughs> no longer with anybody. He had a, a $2.5 million guaranteed contract, 
and the Lions cut him. So uh, an entire so wide random. receiver team, yeah, an entire wide receiver team to stay away from is the Detroit Lions. I don't Absolutely. know who who's there or who's doing what. Not Perriman. So I would go <laughs> bad vibes for them. I don't think they're doing anything over there. Yeah, no, the whole <laughs> they were like not signing people, and it, like their their whole situation is a mess. And you bring in Jared Goff. And then you're yeah. not going to give him any, like all he has is TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Like that's it. But another one that I really like Gabriel Davis on the bills, just because you have Stefan Diggs, obviously he's going to be your stud, but then you have Emmanuel Sanders. Who's 34. You got Cole Beasley. Who's 32. You got these older guys. So you just don't really know how consistent they're going to be. So for him, if he could step up, he could be someone that shocks teams, shocks yeah. rosters later on. Dude, I think I just love that whole offense as a whole. The last preseason them. game, Josh, I think Allen played more than one series, but I watched one series where he had Davis, Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, everybody besides Diggs got a target, got a reception, and they moved downfield. I would actually take shares of any of those guys later yeah. in the draft. Those are guys that all, you know, Cole Beasley obviously had a decent year last year and might be going maybe maybe uh adp wise he might be the highest one but any of those guys i think yeah. if you're taking a late round flyer that's one of those offenses kind of like the chiefs is where any of those guys could be open and they could probably get you points almost on any given day yeah definitely i think yeah, that's when one you have of josh the allen at quarterback any receiver out there is eligible yeah. and you know he'll make it happen so definitely yeah. a safe bet with any bills receiver I still like, and and one of these guys, and I think anybody that's, you know, outside of the the normal range of talk, I know that there's not really sleepers anymore in fantasy because now all the data and everybody moves fast and people are pointing them out. So you've heard the names on most of the guys. But I think Russell Gage uh, for Atlanta is a guy, since Julio Jones has left, uh, the Falcons targeted him the most last year on third downs. He had one of the highest uh, conversion rates then. So I think that he's going to be a guy that you're going to see uh, a lot of. Matt Ryan has got a lot of trust in him. So um, I think he's another guy that's uh, down towards the bottom of drafts. You know, rounds like 12 or 13, you can get a steal uh, with a guy like Russell Gage. So, yeah, he's kind of my other guy that I really like to do well. Yeah. And literally next week we will have regular season – Football <laughs> next Thursday. Yeah, we will definitely be uh, going through the uh, paces and, and seeing we got the Cowboys and we got the Buccaneers mm -hmm. uh, predictions on that one. What do you think? You think Dak will be ready to go? No, I doubt it. I think they're trying to minimize how serious everything is. Um, but I think there's something going on there. And it's ironic that the Bucs, they play basically the whole NFC East. Eagles, uh, Dallas, and Washington all in primetime. Uh, so I think they're just trying to make the Bucs look as good as possible. Um, Washington's going to give them a run for their money. I think Dallas, they're going to come in. They're going to run all over them. I know last season, the first couple weeks, the Bucs were off to like a shaky start. But then they came out and won the Super Bowl. You bring everybody back. They're already in a groove. Dallas made some moves on defense, but I just don't think week one you can come out and tackle the Bucs offense. Like, that's asking for a lot. 
So I would take the Bucks easily week one. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, if anyone <laughs> has to lose, if I have to root for anyone against the Cowboys, like, and it has to be the Bucks, I'll take anybody against the Cowboys. So it's fine. <laughs> well, I think that's going to be, I think everybody's going to be uh, taking that bet. I wonder, I was just trying to see real quick what the spread was. So it's only seven and a half, which I think the Buccaneers cover that. The over-under is 51 and a half. So yeah. I'm rolling think, with Evan on this. Cowboys are going to get embarrassed. Yeah, I think they score way more than uh, 51 points too. So, yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, as soon as real football starts, I have my draft on Sunday. You have another draft, I think, on Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, all the fantasy teams will be set. I think that'll be uh, another show as we'll get to go through and grade our teams when we're all finalized and said and done. Yeah, we're it's almost here. We are around the corner. We've made it. Dude, thank God. thank the lord i know, I know. it's not like the longest off season ever <laughs> we were clinging to new everything aaron Rodgers did for like five weeks <laughs> breathed a different way that's what we were clinging to this whole off season that's what slowed it all down definitely oh. so anything else no i think i we think we're it. good yeah excellent well hey right. let's go ahead take us on out of here what are our uh We've got the FU pan, uh, Fantasy Dogs on um, Twitter, Instagram. What Twitter am I missing? Twitter and IG. So, yeah, follow us at the, the FU Dogs Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And then subscribe to us on YouTube. We finally got our YouTube channel set up. So we are the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast. We are also on Twitch. So make sure you follow us everywhere. Subscribe, rate like and slam slap buttons everything yeah Do all, it. The, all those acronyms we can use <laughs> all right um enjoy the rest of your week good luck with the rest of your fantasy drafts everybody and we'll be back thursday potentially thursday it is all right bye all right go falcons go eagles <laughs>